Hello and welcome back to Doctor Who Top 10. Uh, I am recording this very early in the morning, hence the state of my voice today. Uh, but today we are concentrating on the top 10 of hamster contributor Stephen B. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Stephen. He first came to my attention with his podcast, New to Who, which has been on a long hiatus now, um, but it's still out there for everybody to enjoy. Stephen and I uh, managed to hook up through Nathan Bottomley, and that's hook up in the <laughs> friendship way, not in the sexual way. And um, we started to Zoom each other. Um, there were Flight for Entirety socials. We started to Zoom together, um, realised that we had very similar temperaments, personalities, both quite gentle people and both with a huge love of Doctor Who. Eventually, Stephen came to England from Australia to, or from Singapore actually, to stay with us for a couple of weeks. And it was two of the most wonderful weeks of my life. We visited the locations of the Android Invasion, the Androids of Tara, sorry it's early, and uh, Castrovalva, which is one of his favourite stories. And he did an amazing hamster commentary on. Um, and we just had the most wonderful time. Like, talking with this fella is the easiest thing you could ever do in the world. And I got to talk with him non-stop for about two weeks. Um, Stephen has also taken it upon himself to do something very bold, very audacious, which is to create um, an alternative take on Doctor Who, which he calls Reimagining Doctor Who. On Twitter, it's at Reimagining Who, I believe. Um, and I'm going to ask him to put in the Twitter thread below um, all the links to the page, or I will do that. But essentially, he is taking hold of all the nuts and bolts of classic Doctor Who, reimagining it in an almost new series-like way. And his blog, which um, is beautifully put together, it's so stylishly done, um, he has written out a small sort of synopsis for every single story, and then a scene, sort of, sort of scene by scene breakdown of each story as well, with pitch, sort of AI generated pictures of alternative doctors and companions, um, as he perceives them. It's bold and brilliant and imaginative and crazy, and it's gonna make you thrilled and frustrated and all the things in between, because it is daring to suggest that there was a different potentially better way um if anybody was to undertake this enormous task of course it was going to be Stephen, and it is as detailed and as brilliant as you can possibly imagine so check that out but for now let's take hold of this gorgeous man's top 10 and see if it chimes with us so Stephen has given me a top 10 and he's written out an explanation for why with each one. So we're starting with the War Machines, which Stephen says, for a half glimpse of what Hartnell's Doctor looks like in a London transformed and even reborn since his last visit less than three short years ago. And you know what? He fits straight in. He does. And in fact, that's not a new thing when you think about Doctor Who later on. It's not, it's not, it's not a 
bold thing to have a contemporary London story where the Doctor's working alongside the military. But at that point in Doctor Who's run, just to have a contemporary Doctor Who story was bold. Hartnell's era was bold to the last, wasn't it? And um, for giving us Polly and Ben, oh my God, I bloody love Dodos, you know. I'd really like to go to the hottest nightclub in town. All those scenes in the Inferno nightclub are just so unique, aren't they? In, even in 60s Doctor Who. Um, come on, Dodo, the Navy's in trouble. Hi. I mean, Polly and Ben are just instantly, instantly likeable. Very sexy. Um, and this is just a very stylishly put together story as well. So that is a top choice. Thank you, Stephen. I believe we're going to do that as a commentary at some point. Uh, his second choice is the invasion for the hang time. And hang time, he's put in inverted commas there because that's a Nathan Bottomley phrase. We get with the Brig, Benton and our three regulars, along with the wonderful Isabel in the then contemporary London, a reoccurring theme in this list. I love this spy-fi version of 60s London that never existed. And not just in Doctor Who. <clears throat> Spy-fi, which uh, I'd never heard before until Stephen and I committed to a four-hour-long hamster with a blunt pen knife, The Invasion commentary. Go check that out. I'll put those in the uh, Twitter thread as well. Um, oh, it's glorious, isn't it? The Invasion. I imagine that would turn up on quite a few people's lists. Even The Invasion or The War Machines from Series 6. Parker. Uh, oh, Oh, you're a fool, Vaughan. I mean, I love it. Hey, are you stinking rich? He's right. There are brilliant, brilliant characters in this. But I also think as well, there's some of the most stylishly shot Cybermen scenes as well, especially in the last sort of three episodes. Excellent choice. Nothing to object to here so far. Oh, I believe this might have been on every list so far. Or if not on every list so far, it's certainly been on one. Terror of the Autons. And Stephen says, for the target novelisation and introduction of the show's... Uh, sorry, and the introduction of the show's cosy, warm blanket, the unit family, which incidentally absolutely includes the villain of the piece. Terror of the Autons. You ham-fisted bumbender. <laughs> you I refuse to be worried by someone called the Master. He's a he's an unimaginative plodder. <laughs> it's four episodes of craziness, isn't it? Craziness, colour, scares. Was Robert Holmes ever this naughty again? I don't think he was, you know. And I think <clears throat> Dudley Simpson worked into his brief of doing an ele electronic score. He does a really good job in this, doesn't he? The Okay, I won't do the master theme, but you know which one I mean. Yeah, the Pertwee's popular in these top ten lists, I've noticed. He's still very, very popular. On to oh, one of my favourites, Invasion of the Dinosaurs, for being a perfect rainy Saturday afternoon six-parter that says so much that it's still wrong with our society, politics and culture. Malcolm Hulk who writes a brilliant sort of adventure story full of incident, full of drama, full of jeopardy, but gives Doctor Who a point as well. It gives it a moral and it, it says something about society. Yeah, you're right, Stephen. That's a brilliant choice. Plus, this has um, Holy Moses um, 
excellent dinosaur. I think this was on Joe Short's list as well, wasn't it? People have got such a hard-on. Well, sorry, Joe Short hasn't got a hard-on. People have got such a love for these dinosaurs, I think. Um, wonderful. Wonderful. I especially like the dinosaur, the um, Tyrannosaurus Rex versus the... Oh, my God. What's the one with the spikes on his back? Brontosaurus? <clears throat> Diplodocus? Dinosaur on dinosaur action. And I don't mean in a kinky way. In episode six. And the Doctor and the Brigadier drive under it with a unit jeep. I mean, you don't get that shit on any other show, do you? Oh, my God. My other half would be so happy with his next choice. The Android Invasion. For being the forgotten story lost in the folds of your favourite sofa... That is Hinchcliffe and Holmes. Is it flawed? You bet. Is it any good? Even that is debatable. But for Tom and Liz, traipsing about the English green and pleasant summertime land while treating us to an episode of The Avengers, it's superb fun. You know, I never used to like this one. And uh, since the man I fell in love with has beaten me around the head, taken me to Didcot, and um, made me watch it more times than I care to, with two separate commentaries with him. He has uh, worn me down, and now I think it's glorious. Get back, Stephen. You know, the real Joe wasn't even wearing a scarf. <laughs> what have you done with Joe? <laughs> um, the next choice is Castrovalva, and he puts, just because, you know... You and I know precisely why, my gentle friend. Now, seek out Stephen's Castrovalva commentary because he really does a, an excellent job of using the Target novel as an anchor for that conversation because he loves the Targets and he particularly loves Castrovalva. Um, unfortunately, due to Wi-Fi and how I was recording at the time, Stephen's sound isn't great on that recording. But... Um, persevere because his insights are extraordinary listen slightly obvious choice now but i'm surprised it hasn't turned up on a list yet the five doctors for being the only reunion i've ever been part of that lived up to the promise of being fun and funny sometimes all i want to do is see my friends and myself as we were once together even in the briefest of moments and this hits that very specific spot yeah, The Five Doctors, which is exemplified by the brilliant new version on the Blu-rays that came out, is it's just a masterpiece. I do wonder whether the direction's a bit ponderous, but I don't think it even matters, because just the joy of seeing Troughton, Pertwee, Davison, clips of Tom Baker, Herndall doing a fine First Doctor impression, all of those companions, all of those monsters, all coming together... In a story that's the, the probably the most quotable Doctor Who story. Oh, it's just glorious. It is glorious. Every scene is a delight. Right, on to the new series now. So we've got a couple of new series episodes. One from Russie Davis's time and one from Stephen Moffat. So we've got The Girl in the Fireplace because there comes a time when every lonely little boy must learn how to dance. And because you know what series two means and still means to me, Stephen says, I do, I do. Um, and we probably should talk about the girl in the fireplace one day, which I still think is extraordinary. I remember a female friend of mine 
who had never watched Doctor Who before but had heard this one was going to be sort of a bit more romancy, stuck this one on and she phoned me afterwards and left a message and said that was one of the best bits of telly that she'd ever seen. I mean, it's got, in terms of production value, so I'm talking about design, lighting, um, set dressing, it's one of the most beautiful Doctor Who stories. In terms of sort of lyrical, romantic dialogue, I don't think it was ever bettered. Um, in terms of a character study for the Doctor, it's certainly up there. As a performance piece, it's brilliant on every level. I think you get like a one, two, three, bang, 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 with School Reunion, The Girl in the Fireplace, and, sorry, School Reunion, Tooth and Claw, School Reunion, The Girl in the Fireplace. That is a triple whammy at the start of Series 2, and that's a series that not many people think much of, except for Stephen and myself. Um, and finally, we've got The Beast Below, which is an unusual and brilliant choice, I think, uh, for the tantalising vision of Doctor Who as all-out fairy tale, complete with a moral of the story, while still being about both lovely and loathsome people, but especially England and the English are, can, and should be, and for what you do when you think there are no good choices left open to you. What do you want? What do you want? Uh, sorry, you do want. The Doctor does. Stephen, I've lost this sentence. <laughs> oh, sorry, you do what the Doctor does and take another choice and make things better. See, I got there in the end. I've never thought much of The Beast Below, so maybe this is one I need to reevaluate. And I've found just the Stephen and Fraser that I can do it with. Um, he says, oh, I can rave about The Beast Below <laughs> underneath when I said not an obvious choice. Uh, yeah, it certainly is a vivid story. And it is in that very early fairy tale period of Matt Smith's time. I think the interaction between Smith and Gillen might be at its best here as well. Perhaps this deserves re-evaluation. I'll get there. Um, and, oh, he's added a, a, an extra one here. The Stones of Blood for being what the Android Invasion is, except this time as an episode of the New Avengers, starring a real-life goddess, Mary Tam, as Athena, as Romana to Tom's Odysseus as the Doctor. See, he is brilliant. <laughs> what a great observation. Um, and, of course, the Stones of Blood you get... In the cause of science, I think it's our duty to capture that creature. We could track it to its lair. Come on! Oh, and the scene with the hikers as well. She turns up on Iceworld later on, that woman. So maybe she didn't die after all. It is glorious, the Stones of Blood. It's so funny. I think line for line, it's as funny as City of Death. And I think it has some proper scares. It has some brilliant Dr. Romana moments. It is... Just sublime throughout. And that is Stephen's list. What an amazing list. Um, you're going to hear a lot more from Stephen in, in the future. Uh, we've got some more exciting commentaries planned. But in the meantime, take a look at Reimagining Doctor Who. The man's a genius. And um, just for the, the daring to take on such a insane task and do it with such detail. Oh, he is wonderful. Stephen, from me to you, I love you, my friend.